I'm Neil Osborne and welcome to the Get to Yes podcast, where I teach, coach, consult and speak on selling in the hair, beauty and body industries. Have you noticed these days with your clients, or be they B2B salon owners or B2C salon and clinic clients, that being pushy just doesn't work? Talking doesn't work. However, asking and listening does. Throughout these podcasts, I'm going to discuss a style of selling that uses the skill of persuasion. Our belief is that you get to yes by listening, not telling. If you practice these persuasion skills, you'll become more successful, achieve greater results, gain that recognition you're yearning for, or maybe even just learn that selling can be fun. Hi, Neil Osborne here from The Sales Catalyst. In this episode, we're going to continue the journey towards building your sales territory through new business acquisition, or simply getting to open more new accounts. As we discussed before, growing your sales territory through a continual stream of new business requires skill and consistency. In this episode, we're going to discuss the next step to securing a flow of the right new accounts throughout the coming year. The next step is also a skill, the skill of planning your work and working your plan. What I always find interesting is that when I'm out in field training, we seem to drive past more clinics and salons than we actually visit. Why do you think that is? The thing that I find quite often is that, well, there isn't a territory plan. I mean a master plan. So here's a couple of things that you may wish to consider when building your master plan. First and foremost, the obvious place to start is what is your territory boundaries? Are there some sort of geographical boundaries to your territory? Is your sales territory one of a number in a state? Then if this is the case, it's an easy question for you to answer. Most companies that have multiple reps in a state, they have clear territory boundaries in place. You can use highways or the middle of the main street. However, today, it's much more sensible and practical to use postcodes. It's so much easier to redirect those incoming leads. Plus, it allows for clearer measurement and clearer analysis. If your brand is a smaller one or a more select one, you may be responsible for a whole state. If that's the case, it's even more important to have a clear plan for your territory. Otherwise, you may find yourself doing a lot of driving when instead you could have been doing a lot of selling. Step number two is to map out where your existing clients are. So how many existing active clients are you responsible for? Hmm, where are they? And what's the most productive way to move around your territory? There's a variety of software out there these days where you can pin your existing clients and there are even some now that will plot the most productive path for you to follow to ensure the least kilometres travelled. I find this plotting exercise super helpful. I can see where they all are as it leads me to discover something even more valuable, where they are not. What I mean by that is when we help clients do this exercise, we quite often find out that their clients are all clumped together in their sales territories. After all, if you want to find new clients, you have two choices. Approach suburbs where you already have clients or research and approach suburbs where you have none. I prefer to spread my client base out. When we do this mapping exercise, it becomes visually obvious where we have distribution and where we don't. It also becomes easier to plan out territory movements to ensure we are visiting those areas where we have little or no representation. The third step is to calculate how many client visits 
your territory planner will allow you to manage. For example, if your visiting pattern is four-weekly for larger existing clients and eight-weekly for smaller clients, or maybe even regional areas, it's relatively straightforward to calculate your potential number of clients that you could manage. Let's assume you're in the business of selling to and educating beauty salons, and you average six client meetings a day. That means with an alternating four- to eight-week planner, you could cover a potential of around 100 active clients per four-week period. If you were working in hair and calling on hairdressing salons, your rate would be a lot higher as you're not educating. So your numbers could be as high as 140 to 160 active clients for that same planner period. In this example, I'm going to suggest that this is a beauty rep and they have 60 active clients. Based on a potential of 100 over four weeks, they have a productivity rate of 60%. It also allows for 40% of their work to be targeted towards new business. The two things that stand out most when I review territory plans are one, days with too much driving equals a day of low productivity and therefore low sales. Two, is the lack of a comprehensive territory plan that encourages the salesperson to stick to it, which in turn delivers consistency and reliability to your clients. Unfortunately, this is an area that a lot of salespeople are reactive rather than proactive. What I mean by that is they receive a phone call from a client and rather than managing when it's productive to revisit that client, they drop their planner, abandon their day, which was marked out to do cold calls, by the way, and drive across town just to deliver a poster. You need to be proactive and protective of your forward planner. Now, before we go off rushing out there, there's still a couple more steps we need to work through. The next step is, are you super clear on who your ideal client is? Are they a skin clinic, a beauty salon, hairdressing salon, laser clinic, a medical practice moving into the aesthetic market, wholesalers or even other distributors. Once we are all clear on our ideal client, we need to research and understand how many there are in our allocated territory or state. So let's start to build the parameters of a possible territory plan. Let's use, for example, that I'm one of four reps here in New South Wales and I'm looking after the northeastern quadrant of Sydney metro and regional areas. I have 60 active clients in my sales territory. I have pinned them on a map and are now clear where they are and where I have large geographical gaps. My territory planner allows for 100 active clients. My ideal target client is skin clinics and beauty salons. After doing some research, I've discovered that there are 3,250 of those two businesses in New South Wales and my territory has 28% of them or 910. Of my 60 active clients, 50 of them are skin clinics or beauty salons, and the other 10 are colleges or other types of businesses. Therefore, I have a potential of 860 opportunities out there. Oh, my God, where do I start? Well, our numbers in this example suggest that we want to aspire to 10% distribution. I got that 10% distribution based on a potential of 910 opportunities and we have a capacity of 100 clients in our planner. So if we divide 100 into 910, it's just over 10%. So now we have a plan. 
We just need to locate and convince the 10% of skin clinics and beauty salons that are also a fit for our avatar to take us on. That's easy. So let's go back to this territory planner. Now that we know where our clients are geographically, we can map out when we're going to see them in a pattern that reduces excessive driving time. The next step is to identify where we have gaps in our planner and to fill those gaps with the suburbs or regions where we have a 10% distribution of our brand or lower. Taking this approach will definitely help you balance your workload and be more productive. The final part of the puzzle is to calculate how many cold calls and prospecting visits you need to make to secure our 40 clients that we need so we can be more productive. To answer this, we need to understand how many clients, cold calls or prospecting visits we need to make to yield one new account. Maybe you need to calculate it. Do you have a number in mind? For this exercise, I suggest to most that we start at a base of 10. That is, 10 calls produces one new account. And by the way, a call is a visit, not a phone call. So if you're budgeted for two new accounts per month, how many do you need to have in your pipeline? Yep, that's right, 20. I see salespeople working two to four opportunities and wonder why they miss their monthly new business budget. This is the number one single biggest problem I see when I'm called in to help stimulate new business acquisition. The lack of opportunities being actively worked by the sales team. That means if you're budgeted for two new clients per month, you need to be in contact with and actively working 20 opportunities a month. That's five a week or one a day. So who is that new account opportunity that you're talking to or progressing in some way today? This is what I meant at the beginning of this episode where I stated that to build your sales territory through a continual stream of new business, it requires both skill and consistency. The skill is the planning. The consistency is your self-management and your personal discipline to stay on task and do what's required when it's required. So in summary, we spoke of the important steps in building a plan. Yep, it's a vital process. And that's the skill. We discussed stepping back and looking at our sales territory through a Google Maps view. Zoom out to see where we are and where we're not and zoom in to find the right suburbs and regions where there's opportunity. We also covered calculating a distribution or sales plan by working our numbers with realistic targets for expansion. Understanding who is the best fit for us and getting out there and finding efficient ways to locate them. Finally, we worked out if we want a constant stream of new business, we need to dramatically lift the number of new business opportunities that we are working on each and every month. That's the consistency piece, and that requires your personal management and personal discipline to achieve it. Until next time, enjoy your day. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Get To Yes podcast. If you like what you've heard, please share it with someone you may know who's looking to become more persuasive or wants to diffuse resistance and get to yes more often. Until our next episode, you can visit me at thesalescatalyst.com.au.